Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. I believe this is episode 133 of this glorious and illustrious podcast. I can't believe we are that far into this, but uh, we are here to talk about UFC Singapore, ladies and gentlemen, and, and God bless you if you woke up at 5 a.m. to watch it with me. I know Ty. I know you did. I, I was going to say, I know Ty did not uh, make all of the uh, fights on time, but uh, it was tough for us over here on the East Coast. Uh, now, I, I feel the pain of you people over uh, overseas, because that was, uh, it was difficult to bounce back to my day after I stayed, or I woke up actually at 5 a.m., a nice little five-hour, four-hour sleep situation, and roll it right in and watch the whole show. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I am joined by Tiger Pony again. This is Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Take Hotbox. Ty, how are you feeling? Uh, you're in a little bit of a crisis. Well, not a big crisis, but a minor crisis down there in the old uh, Sunshine State. Yeah, we got uh, hurricanes coming in. Uh, who knows what else is coming after that? We got my birthday coming up this weekend. Hell Let's yeah. go. Turn of the big 2-1. Can't wait. Um. Yeah, we got a fantasy draft tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Uh, and then we have like f- three of them next week, back to back to back, which I forgot about. So things are getting hectic. September's starting to pick up. Football is back. I know everybody is excited. I know you are. Uh, the Eagles still have a punter, so that's fun. But uh, I'm ready. No I'm ready to uh, get it cracking. I think UFC's. Uh, you know, got some filler cards. Uh, yeah. Two ninety three. I don't know if you've seen that, but not looking good. Uh, this seems like a lot of cards that are just going to be not uh, something you schedule your day around. If you happen to have something going on at the time, it's like, all right, I'll get back to that when I get the chance. Uh, but by the way, people who are on here are going to think you're actually 21. They're going to be like, dude, what? Yeah. Be like, They're very confused <laughs> that you just turned 21. But, the uh, big 2-8 is what I actually am turning. <laughs> but uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we got a big card. A big old card to talk about. Uh, maybe not the most exciting one, but there's, uh, what, 13 fights that we can go over, and we are going to start with the Korean zombie and his retirement. Zombie! You know, everyone's singing it on the way out, yeah. but uh, that started off with them walking to the octagon, getting in there. Max Holloway knocks him out in the very beginning of the third round. Zombie kind of said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going out on my shield, and tried to just start throwing absolute bombs back Max Holloway's uh, way. This fight was very, um, I'd say, entertaining. It, well, I, it was... You know, a typical Max Holloway fight, and Korean Zombie, you can tell his uh, his chin has kind of uh, we- it's been weathered a little bit, and he can't really take the same shots that he used to because a couple, I mean, he was getting hit hard, but he, you know, he was wobbled in the first round, then he literally got dropped down to, you know, to his knee, and then he rolled over, he looked like he was done in the second round, Max Holloway was like, wait, is it over? But then it wasn't, and then the third yeah, round came, weird. and he cooked him. And he uh, knocked them out. Max Holloway cashes out that TKO for us. But uh, what did you make of that? Yeah, uh, you know, Korean Zombie was doing decent work in the first round. Second round, he definitely um, slowed down. That's when he got knocked down. He got knocked down twice. He's been knocked down seven times now in his UFC career. Pretty fat number. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, he tried. he tried. He tried his best. He just, you know, he has nothing for Max. And uh, it was very uh, hard for him to, you know, get anything going. He did, uh, again, he did hit him a couple times, and I think the commentators are kind of overblown. Thank you, Michael Bisping, for uh, 
doing the most as always. Um, but yeah, man, Max Holloway just unleashed that big right hook and just face planted him pretty much, right? Face planted when he knocked him. He knocked him out. Um, and then he, uh, yeah, they both had great walkouts also. Uh, and then Max going right to his family, going to his wife afterwards, obviously fighting with a heavy heart. I can't, I, I don't know how much training he's been doing, how much, uh, how focused he is with everything that's going on in Hawaii, which obviously, you know, uh, is very understandable, but uh, he, he didn't look like he slowed down at all. He didn't look like yeah. he had anything on his mind or anything bothering him. Uh, and he took care of TKZ. Like he said he would. I'm pretty sure he predicted uh, he was going to finish him because he had, when's the last finish? They said, was it Cub Swanson? No, I don't think that's right. It's been a long Ortega, yeah. So the last time he finished somebody was uh, Ortega. Before that was Mr. Jose Aldo. And that was whew, five years ago. That's yeah. crazy. The Ortega fight was five fucking years ago. I can't believe that. But yeah, he showed out. He got his 50K. Um, hopefully, you know, all or most of that, I'm sure a lot of it, all of it. And more money is going to go to Hawaii, thankfully. So, um, yeah, there's not really anything else to talk about. I'm surprised it went a little, you know, I'm surprised he didn't finish him in the second, but he went for that, uh, was it Darce? Yeah. And, uh, that would kind of, you know, yeah, that, that would have been terrible for him, for him to get like a plus 1500 sub. I'm trying to think of the last time he got a sub. I think, oh, it was Cub Swanson. He guillotined him. Um, same thing he did to Andre, Andre Touchy Feely. So, um, yeah, that would, that would have been perfect, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the sense of, what was supposed to happen, what should have happened, what was going to happen, did not happen, and we suffer the consequences of it. Obviously, we uh, we get fucked like that a lot. Yeah. But lately, we've had, we, we've had pretty good luck, I want to say, honestly. I think, you know, guys are submitting. Robocop, you know, a bit different, but um, we took a shot nonetheless. But, yeah, good good performance from Max. Um, not, sure, not sure what else is, you know, what, what, what's next for him or what, what even they can do, but... Um, why not? I mean, it's basically he's going to have to sit around and just – he's not going to get the title shot, you would think, because he's already gotten it a bunch. So it's – he's going to fight the next guy, right? And until – he'll be the first one when Volk finally does lose the belt to get a shot that's not Volk, yeah. right? I mean, uh, whether when that day happens, I have no clue. But, uh, you know, really, we've talked about it a bunch. Like, what could he do? Could he move somewhere? You know, could he go up to 55? And we've both said that's not a good idea. And 45 is the perfect weight class for him. And he's, you know, he's probably of all the divisions in the UFC, the without a shadow of a doubt, like no division has a guy who is the, like no number two, basically the second champ more than Max Holloway. Like there's nobody else in the world better than him other than Volk. And it's that, it's that easy. And it seems like, you know, Whitaker used to be that guy until he just kind of got cooked. But it's... It's tough. It's really a tough situation for Max Holloway to be in. He doesn't really have a path forward, and he's just going to have to wait to fight somebody. Maybe, maybe run a Ortega. You know, maybe run Ortega yeah. uh, again. Uh, you know, there's Ilya Taporia there, but he, it looks like he's going to be fighting for the title next. So if it wasn't maybe someone like that, other than that, it's really like what Giga. You know. Uh, I, well, we're gonna get into that in a little bit. Like, yeah, like you know, eh, whatever. It's, but. It sucks. It's, who knows what's next for him? You know, and obviously with Korean Zombie, he retired after the uh, fight, and uh, he Thank had God. a he had a great career. Yeah, it's it was time. You know, I, I was hoping maybe I'd see him be like, oh, no, he still got some left. I mean, he still has some left. You could he could beat some of these, uh, you know, 
maybe lower half of the of the you know forty five rankings. You could beat them up. He could beat up an Alex Caceres probably, but you know it would be a much closer yeah. fight, and he would take much more damage than needs to be done. He had his title shot. He had a great career. Shout out to the Korean Zombie, and uh, but good win for Max Holloway, man. He's it just another example of why he is as good as he is. And how about Anthony Smith, man? With a razor thin decision, a split decision that is, over Ryan Superman Span. Uh, watching this fight, I did not watch this live. I actually did fall asleep uh, during this, uh, but that was due to the fact that I was off pure exhaustion and the coffees that I had drank at six in the morning probably wore out, and I was watching this in bed. And it just, you know, I faded. I radically faded, man. And uh, so did Ryan Span. And Ryan Spann, listen, he took a lot of leg shots. I thought the scorecards were appropriate here. I thought it was 29-28. I thought it was pretty easy. I think he landed a lot of damage in that second round, that being Ryan Spann, but I don't think it was worthy of a 10-8. We kind of discussed that a little bit before we uh, started recording, but it just uh, it was it was an Anthony Smith kind of performance. He picked him apart from the outside. He got a, you know, he got a takedown, I think, cause that was in the first round, right? Uh, yeah, had yeah. to be. I, th- I thought he looked really good in the first round, and his boxing looked crisp. Uh, you know, he was kind of staying out of the danger zone, uh, I guess you could say. And then in that second round, he got caught with that sort of looping left hook, and it kind of just hit him on the perfect spot, right? Like, I don't think he necessarily, right like, off, hurt him with his, like, superpower, but, I mean, he obviously has power for you to hurt, so, I mean, he probably broke his orbital. Uh, yeah. But it was he just kind of... Under the eye, above the eye. Yep. It was a mess. Perfect shot, bruised him up bad. He could barely see out of that left eye. But that third round, he came back and he kind of just willed his way to a victory. And uh, I mean, it's a great win for Anthony Smith to kind of keep on going. But I thought Ryan Spann really had an opportunity to get him out of there because when Anthony Smith gets hurt, he sometimes doesn't know what to do. He kind of like shells up and just takes the damage that's coming his way. And and this one, I thought Spann kind of went for like a guillotine or something, so some sort of like grappling submission thing. And I know he laid down, but I would have liked to see him kind of posture up and start lowering some serious fucking hammers his way. And it just didn't kind of play out that way. It just, you know, and Ryan Spann is definitely tough and he deserves his ranking and his number where he is, but just another kind of missed opportunity, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, he still can't check light kicks. He still doesn't have a high fight IQ. Some of the things are still just going to, persist for him i think he's what 32 33 so like i, I just think he is who he is honestly at this point you yeah know? uh kind of like kennedy's a chukwu um i think kenny might might be a little younger but eh, you know some guys just um they reach a they reach their ceiling and it's a lot lower than a lot of people think it could be so i think ryan Spann's definitely an example of that but uh, i mean listen carl roberson knocked him out in like 15 seconds was definitely the first red flag we saw so uh, can't be surprised anymore. He's got Safe Sayud screaming at him to check a light kick or throw one, and he doesn't either. So I, I can't, I can't feel bad for the guy at all. And you can tell Anthony Smith was worried about them leg kicks coming into this. Yeah, he he came out in that Muay Thai stance to start the fight, and he was, you know, he kind of went away with it later on because I think he kind of realized like this guy's not going to throw any leg. Like he doesn't like throwing leg kicks, and and he kind of telegraphs the ones that he does throw because you saw Smith check like two of them. I think it was in the third. Maybe like late second to early third, and I was just like, like I, I don't know, man. Like Anthony Smith is a guy who's like that's kind of like one of the knocks on him. He can't deal with those leg kicks, right? We've we've discussed that on here. He's gotten hammered with them before. 
Yeah, and, and so it like didn't it didn't play a factor sign. at all, man. Yeah, like you said, so it's not a good sign for Ryan Spann. This I I really I mean, as much as it is about the heart of Anthony Smith, and he looked great, and like I said, I, I gave all of his compliments. There is this a story to be told about Ryan Spann, kind of just that being more a little bit disappointing in in a sense. So, how about Giga Chikatze coming back a year and a half layoff fighting Alex Caceres? Uh, he did not get that TKO. Didn't even really come all that close to it, to be honest. And apparently, he broke Alex Caceres' forearm in the uh, at some point in the first round. I think it was one of the first kicks he threw. Because Giga, you, you can tell, has some serious heat behind them kicks. Uh, the hands may not be there to kind of match it up. It seems, and yeah. he seems to be a little bit of a one-trick pony. And I, I think the the he the fade is coming again. It's definitely on the horizon, but this was just a kind of a good matchup for him because you knew Caceres wasn't going to really threaten the takedown and he was not going to be able to kind of outpoint him without getting seriously. I mean, when you're getting them kicks landed on you, whether you're blocking them or not, like Caceres showed, he's doing some damage with them. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was yeah. a good one. Giga looked okay. He, it was a good win for him, but I didn't expect much from him. Uh, uh, you know, once the fight started, I was like, oh, I'm not getting this TKO. And that was just a bad, yeah. bad bet. Very close. I was very disappointed. I think uh, I just I don't know. Saris is okay. He's getting better. He's kind of a dog, but this pretty much this whole fight took place at distance. Um, not really much of clinch work. Uh, Giga went to the legs pretty well, but so did Caceres. Caceres went to the body really well, but so did Giga. Like this was pretty much dead even all across the board. They both landed twenty five head strikes. They, uh, Caceres landed twenty five to Giga's twenty two to the body. Giga's eighteen to Caceres' twelve to the leg. Just very, 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 very close. Casera's a uh, lower percentage, but that's that's to be expected. You know, his striking, his all around game is just uh, average. Yeah, and he fought him pretty well. I just he got the bigger shots, the the better shots, and uh, that's pretty much what lost in the fight. You know, Giga has more pop, more speed, more power, and uh, just a better all around kickboxing game. And he won a kickboxing match against Alex Casera. So Bruce Leroy takes an L. Yeah, and, and what what was the uh, the scorecards? It was unanimous, right? Like, three, was it thirty twenty sevens or what? What was it? Um, it was yeah three thirty seven three thirty three thirty twenty sevens. That's pretty crazy, and like you said, like it, it was. Uh, it seemed like a close fight when watching it. Like, yeah, and I, I think just, the scorecard you know, were appropriate because it just kind of he did edge him out, seemingly every round. It just kind of right. goes to show you how kind of close some of these fights can be, and these like. These judges' uh, decisions don't really dictate everything that you need to know. But uh, how about Rinya Nakamura? Uh, this is a fight that I was kind of like, uh, I, I don't know. I was not even disappointed. I mean, I obviously I had Nakamura to for the TKO, but that seemed pretty apparent. He was not even looking for any sort of ground strike or anything in that in that department. He was strictly hunting arm submissions the entire fight, and he and. One of the only guys I've seen kind of just go that north-south and just kind of put his nuts in his face the entire fight. And, uh, I mean, he obviously was going to have the ground uh, advantage here, but I was impressed. Fernie did not give up, man. He kept he kept fighting. And, uh, I mean, Nakamura just, you know, yeah, he looked uh, he looked good, but I don't know. He should have he finished him. And I don't like to do that uh, all the time because it's hard getting in there. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, uh, what? Well, what was he doing though? It seemed like he is a guy who doesn't really know like a lot. Of, like it's not not that he's bad at jujitsu, but it just seemed like he's like it felt like me the first couple months that I was in jujitsu class when I just kept going for americanas and fucking 
like arm submissions because that's like the only thing I learned. You know, it's like I, I don't understand why he wasn't at least maybe get that crucifix, maybe make him turn in, try to get his back. Like I don't know, there was it was kind of a one track mind when it came into uh, this fight and it just um, you know it results in not getting a finish because he never really even got close to other than that one straight arm lock he had but even that's hard to finish yeah he had some nice little elbows to the body <clears throat> that were bothering Fernie from the, on the ground but yeah other than that I mean just uh, another day at the office I guess he got a 30-26 on one judge's card which I kind of confused about but <clears throat> either way he, you know dominated I think Fernie landed like 15 significant strikes in 15 minutes not great. Uh, another safe side. Safe side dude has uh, he has his work cut out for him with a lot of these guys that he trains because they just don't listen. They just don't listen, and they're a lot, some of them are just aren't that smart and aren't that talented. Honestly, uh, not necessarily saying that about Fernie, but Fernie's kind of just he just boxes. That's all he wants to do is just throw hands, not even legs, <clears throat> not even kicks or anything. Just 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 hands, and uh, that's not that's not going to win you many fights in the UFC. Sorry. No, you're right. It just it seemed it's two guys who were like one one track minds, and the other guy was just more dominant in his department. It just I don't know. Rinya's performance kind of left me wanting more. I guess so. I guess we'll see what he looks like when he gets out there. I, and I hate to do that when a guy who dominated, like you said, won a thirty twenty six. But when you're fighting a guy like Fernie Garcia, like you said, who really doesn't have any wrestling or doesn't even want to do anything with that, if you can't finish him or even really get close to it, then. Like, I don't even think Fernie had, like, a cut on him after the fight. He was, like, kind of, yeah. like, you know, like, how many times did he have they that crucifix? Yeah, I mean, but definitely probably should, but I don't know. I, I just, I was like, what, what what are we doing here? But maybe that's probably because I bet TK. If I bet decision, I would have been like, wow, what a sound, smart performance by Rinya. But uh, <laughs> how about Aaron Blanchfield? This is a fight. This had its own video package and everything. The UFC knew this was a big one. I don't know why they buried it on this uh, card. Yeah. Uh, you know, Natalia making her return to Singapore. It has not been good to her. She loses uh, a unanimous decision to Aaron Blanchfield, who d definitely lost the first round, I would say. But after that, she kind of just came on towards the later half of this fight. And she has a serious gas tank and just a relentless pace that she puts on uh, these girls. And she hasn't had to use it necessarily, kind of bite down on that mouthpiece and, you know, work work for her uh, strikes and her and her grappling positions but i will say man that second round tally sanders made a big mistake kind of trying to go for her own little takedown and that was dumb trip that was stupid <laughs> it's obviously it, it did because she probably could have won that second round if she maybe gets yeah. off the fence and starts chipping her up a little bit but you could tell she was starting to get a little tired so i guess the decision making kind of you know starts to uh wane there and Aaron Blanchfield, she as bad as her striking looking in the beginning of the fight because Natalia was fresh. Towards the end, she started to land a little bit, right? You know, so uh, good jab. She has a really good jab. I wish yeah. she would kind of like put more behind it, you know, a nice one too. But no, she has a really good jab. She man. doesn't really bend her legs either, which is a little bit uh, weird when she's yeah going around in there. But that's kind of you still can working just, on things. Yeah, you can tell she's not really comfortable striking yet. But I mean. What is she? Twenty four years old, you know, and yeah. she's fighting, and she's still gotten better. Like we've seen it, you know, exactly. from their debut. So I mean, she was out striking Andrade for parts of that. Um, yeah, she didn't get a takedown in this fight, but had uh, eight minutes of control. So that's very telling that you know <clears throat> her um, her plan A still didn't her, it didn't work at all, and she was still able to efficiently win a fight. You yeah. know, like. I, the other fighter might have made a mistake or two, but th that's the game, man. That's that's the game. Aaron Blanchfield didn't make really many mistakes, you know? So, shout out to her for getting a hard-fought win. Again, yeah, wish this was a co-main or even a main event. Just 
just so you know we could see them go in 25 minutes considering it's a title eliminator but um you know regardless i think Aaron blanchfield's ready and uh i can't wait man i can't wait this is our girl and um i think she's gonna be the champ sooner rather than later do you think Mannion gets uh, maybe if Mannion goes out there and knocks out uh, Rose, then she gets a title shot? But I gotta say, I I would bet I'm I would rather see Aaron Blanchfield in there. I think she or yeah. I not even that not uh, take that out. Just have I think she's more worthy of getting that title shot next as opposed to a Mannion Faroe who, although she has she's I don't know I guess it, it all depends on what she does this weekend really. I mean if it's like a you know, it's a three-round kind of real close razor decision, and I know Rose was the champion, but I don't know. It just, uh, I guess either one of them is worthy. But Aaron Blanchfield, her next fight will be for the title, whether she waits for it or not. But it's she's she's there. We're here, man. We we you know we we've willed this into existence. And uh, what was her what was her nickname that she has now? Uh, Cold blooded. I don't know if she was that yeah. the whole time, but I thought she might have been, but. I'm Maybe sure. I don't know. when they said cold blooded, I got fired up. This felt like a big <laughs> fight. I mean, would this go off at around like nine o'clock around here? But uh, the, 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 this was probably even earlier than that. It's it felt like a big fight when the, the, when they were walking out and everything. When Joe Martinez is there, it's a big event. We well, know that. that's we know that's not true. But uh, how not about yeah? Okay. Uh, how about uh, <laughs> what, what's uh, my man that does the uh, Canelo? Oh, David Diamante. Oh, yeah. That, that's how <laughs> you know. Tequila! Tequila! Canelo! Oh, I get fired up. I fucking up, love him. When he did that, that last fight was great. And he's like, I Triple G. I'm like, okay, this is ass. <laughs> and then he starts going in on Canelo. I'm like, that's why they brought this guy here. And he just... Jalisco, Mexico, yeah. Canelo. You just saying that. Guadalajara, they Mexico. You're like, whoa, <laughs> all right, here we go, dude. <laughs> it's just... Like, did he, who's hitting the volume on like on the remote? Oh no, he's just he's just turning up on us. He's getting fired up. But uh, how about somebody getting fired? How about junior, junior Taffa, man. Uh, listen, that Parker Porter, he needs to stay away from any Taffa family members or anything. Any in Kiwis? That, yeah, any anybody that a large gentleman from the South Pacific, he needs to stay away from because <laughs> he gets uh, sent into the shadow realm again. This time, one minute and twenty four seconds into the fight. Uh, he acted like he was going to come in here and take them down, or I don't know what. I'm pretty sure it didn't Toffa slip or something at one point, or he gets pushed up against the fence and he's able to uh, get back, you know, get back out to the center. And it seemed like every time he was hurting, or no, that's what it was. He he knocked Parker Porter down, and then he tried to like follow him to the ground a little bit, and then he almost, you know, Parker Porter woke up. But it seemed like every time Toffa <laughs> touched his head, he was going back down, and, or. His equilibrium gave out, so this was a easy, easy win for the boys here. Round one TKO, our biggest hit of the day at plus two fifty. But uh, easy fucking work. Yeah, this was easy. Um, this is not Braxton Smith, so we knew Parker Porter was cooked. Unfortunately, uh, I say I kind of like him. I want to like him, you know. Um, but unfortunately for him, might be the end of the line. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it should be necessarily. But, I mean, he seems like the perfect if uh, guys like Chase Sherman Mr. Keep, keep hanging around. Yeah, I mean, well, anybody apparently can take out Miss Bre- Mr. Bresky, but uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I, I, I'm not done with him necessarily, Parker Porter. But yeah, it's not good when you're getting KO'd all the time <laughs> in the first minute by Taffa Brothers. So yeah, how about how about this man, Waldo Cortez Acosta? He gets back on that. Uh, finish, uh, finish mobile, the, the finish bus, not to be confused with the bang bus. He gets back on there <laughs> or the fake taxi. 
<laughs> Not to be confused with either one of those things, those well-respected, highly esteemed businesses. Uh, Lucas Bresky gets uh, – he turned into a uh, – like one of those – Puppets, man, like that were walking around. You're trying to walk around on on the floor, and their legs are moving all over the plate. He it, he got hit hard, man, and then he gets hit with a couple shots to the back of the head as he, as he's retreating into the that was just, into the corner, and then he up. goes head first, not even face first, head first into the ground, and he is donezo. Thank you for coming, sir. You have uh you you have done your duty. Lucas Bresky gets knocked out cold. By Waldo Cortez yeah. Acosta, and our decision bet did not go well. I should have known when uh, I, I kind of knew when this guy was walking out that he was going to get put down because they're like he's a kickboxer. I was like he's going to throw these leg kicks, piss off Cortez Acosta, and he's going to land some heat on him. But it just seemed like Cortez Acosta is uh, he he throws too hard. He's like a he's like one of, like a Jorgen De Castro build, but bigger. Yeah, like he just yeah. I I, I love his boxing honestly. But yeah. after that, it's. Pretty much, you know, he just he just doesn't want to check a leg kick. No, you know, kind of like you Ryan said Spanish. that. I was like, oh man, like, and it was not looking good early on. I'm like, dude, we. I, I don't know how he won these other decisions. Like that's what, like I'm watching it. And I'm like, why haven't these guys just spammed leg kicks at him? But yeah, and that's what Bresky did. I mean, uh, it was 14 strikes that landed. Ten of them were leg kicks. So uh, that's that's pretty much what he wanted to do. And then he got his belt wrong. He started doing the doggy. Uh, R.I.P. to Embo and N.J.R. Members of Cali Swag Districts. Um, yeah, dude, he, he just, <laughs> no, no, hold on. Come on. He just like stood there. You can't be shouting out members of the Cali swag district. When you're talking about RIP, man. RIP. Seriously, though, RIP, but my bad. Go ahead. One was shot in the head and one had sickle cell anemia. Jesus. Crazy. All right. Well, I know, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, he just, he got hit and just like, <laughs> I, I don't even know. It was so goofy looking. Uh, and then Walter Cortez, a cop said, Oh, I'm fucking, you're not done, buddy. I got more for you. And you know. I don't know if the if the punch to the to the back of the head is uh, what won him the fight, but no. it definitely didn't help Mr. Uh, Bresky's <laughs> life expect expectancy at all. That was pretty. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, who re- who ref that fight? Let's see. One of the randoms, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, I can't find. Oh, where is it? Mark Mark Clare. Mark Clare. Yeah, he he didn't give a fuck. Not to be confused with Thomas San and Kevin Sataki, who they were. They Thomas were, Fan, guys bro. Were working. Oh yeah, shout out to Tommy Fan. Double N. Uh, yeah. Now listen, good win for Mister Cortez, Mister Acosta, Acosta. Yeah. As, uh, or as I will uh, say, yo, calls Acosta. Yeah, Joe Martinez <laughs> killed that intro. He kills the uh, Latin American intros, man. So he, good. It's absolutely electric when uh, he does them, but. Good win for him. Unfortunate, bad bet for the decision. I just thought this was going to be more of a snooze fest, and I was wrong. Uh, I know Cortez yeah, Acosta, he'll come out next time, and he will have a snooze fest, and I'll bet the uh, inside the distance. So, uh, yeah. But good win for him. How about Garrett Armfield? He put Kazama down a bunch, it seemed. Uh, he just, I mean, or at least Kazama, every time he got hit with a straight right, was like, whoa, whoa. Like, he had no idea what was Didn't going like on. Didn't like it. Um, Didn't like it. It just – this was a mismatch. You, This is one of those where the fight started, and you're like, okay, so how is he going to do this? Is he just going to win a decision? Shit. Is he going to knock him out? It, like, you didn't know, but you just knew this Kazama guy was overmatched, and good win for uh, Garrett Armfield. Yeah, he's one of the brawlers. He's one of those fighters who likes to be a brawler but doesn't like to get hit. So not a good recipe for success at the UFC level. Um, I mean, he probably should have got signed after Rinya Nakamura fucking 
rang his bell twice in the first 30 seconds, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe we have one more chance to fade him. It just, maybe just one, but I think it could happen. So, um, let's hope I haven't seen him on the roster watch, but I also haven't looked at that account yet. So let's see, is he on there? Did he get cut? No, he's good. He's good. He's got another fight in him. Thank God. Tafana Chuk, we cut. Damn it. Oh, yeah, well, as he should. Uh, it just, he, he got, he shouldn't be around. You know who else should be cut? Chitty and Jukani. So he gets taken <laughs> out by Michael Olizaychuk. Uh, pretty, I mean, not early, but, I mean, early in the fight, uh, later on in the first round, about 416 in. Um, Chitty looked good for about the first minute. And he came out, he was throwing them body kicks, he's throwing leg kicks, he was throwing all sorts of kicks. But uh, I don't know. And then he kept going for takedowns, which uh, I didn't understand that at all whatsoever. Um, desperation. Um, desperation. I think he was getting hit. and he, like, I think you've said this before about him in the past. He's just a guy who does not like to get hit at all. And nope. uh, he got hit a couple times, and you could tell he no, he wanted nothing to do with this. That's why all those Chuck has that power. And it didn't seem like Injukani really – I mean, maybe – I mean, at least in this fight, his hands did not look good. Uh, he was no, like, he was only seven of twenty-one in the head. Yeah, you know, he was only throwing those body kicks that looked good, but Mikhail was blocking him yeah. a little bit, you know, and he was just walking him down. Pretty much what I think I thought could happen, and I, uh, I saw a lot of people thought that's what would happen. I just wasn't sure if Mikhail was going to take shots, but yeah, like you said, he wasn't getting. He was hurt off, at some really. point, right? I'm pretty sure he gets hit with a kick. He did hurt. Yeah, no, no, you're right. He 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 backed Mikhail up because I remember I was looking at my phone when it happened, and then. Right after that, he just he hurt he hurt Chidi. It was yeah. cra- it was kind of crazy, honestly. I feel like the under one and a half was the play here, but what am I gonna you know? What are we gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I felt real stupid after this fight. I was just like, oh man, like I don't know though. I mean, he came out, and I would have been scared to death if I bet the other side and watched that first you know minute and a half kind of. But once he shot that takedown, I literally was laughing in my room. I'm like, why? Like what? Are, like yeah. I mean, I get like sometimes you get hurt and like overwhelmed. You're just like. But dude, that's not your thing, man. That that is just. Uh, I felt like he was doing good though. I felt like he was like hurting him, and then he would like try to mix that in. It's like, dude, that's not. That ain't the move, bro. I don't care. Pretty much yeah. about anyone at eighty-five, you should not be taken down because you're. That's not your thing. You're gonna gas out in the first two seconds of wrestling. It's just. Yeah. Just kind of how it goes. But how about three song? in a row for Chidi? Three uh, three L's. Yeah. Maybe should be cut. Maybe. Maybe give him a fourth one so we can fade him. I don't know. I like that. Depends on who. Paolo Costa. All right. How about Song <laughs> Kanon versus Rolando Bedoya? Uh, Song Kanon gets the unanimous decision victory over uh, a Diaz lookalike in Rolando Bedoya, uh, except he had the white hair. Uh, I'll say I think Paul Felder made a good point, and I was thinking it before he even said it, but then he said it, and I was like, damn, I'm, you know, this man's smart. Bedoya should not be fighting at uh, 70. He's not big enough to be at 170. He just seems like, you know, when he's fighting a guy like Song Kanong, it just seemed like even though he had the, the reach advantage, Song was just the bigger guy uh, in stature and, and in weight. It seemed like it doesn't seem like Rolando's cutting much to get to that. It just kind of seems like that's his like natural weight class kind of. Maybe he's cutting a little bit, but it felt like uh, he just was overmatched in this. And if you're overmatched by Song Kanong, then it's going to be a long uh, trek up the eighty-five or the uh, one hundred and seventy uh, ranking. So uh, yeah, it just Rolando Bedoya just kind of got worked over here. Yeah, also looking like you know rocking the skinny fat bod. 
Not sure that's going to get you uh, get you far sunk and on to kind of kind of shred it. Honestly, he is fucking shredded. So, uh, yeah, man, the machine got to get back in the in the lab. I guess you know. Um, yeah, Sonkanon dropped him. I believe he dropped him in the third. Yes, was it the third that that pretty much won him that round? I think because it was kind of close. I think yes. the second round might have been the the closest. I, I don't honestly, I don't, I don't really remember too much. But it was a pretty good fight. But Doya puts out a lot of volume. But the problem is, you know, a lot of it's kind of um, empty. He, yeah, very empty. He does mix it up well to the leg, to the body, that, but uh, sometimes you, you know, you, you want to hunt a little bit more. Sonkanon head hunt him. And knock him down and won the fight. So I think Bedoya won the first, right? On. Yeah. And then I think the second, like you said, was close. But the third, it just seemed like it's kind of tough to give a guy a fight when when the other guy is coming on. Like at the end, he's just it's like a tidal wave. Like in that second round, he seemed like he was slowly starting to build, and then that third round, he was beating his ass. So it just, I think the decision was right here, and uh, no complaints from me whatsoever. How about Billy Goff? I know you you are a big fan of Billy Goff after he won those CES belts. Those uh, that was when we were there that night you said this guy is going to be something special, man. And hey, he is. He is cuz he hit a nasty body shot on Kinoshita and he dropped his ass and then finished him off with the ground and pound. Cashes out my money line, cashes out uh, any TKO bets that you had out there cuz it seemed like I didn't realize that that was just the move. He's not going to probably win the decision. He, uh, he or just, submission. Or submission. He just goes strictly for them KOs. And he's he's 9-2, and two, ladies and gentlemen, and he has seven KO victories. So I guess what uh, sketched us out was those two decisions uh, along the line. But Sketches me out was when he got fucking killed by Mr. Sumatrisky on the Contender Series. But he's a junkyard dog. He just comes back, and, man, that body shot was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Like, to, you know, Mr. Kinoshita didn't get up for a while after that. Um also, hope we hope we get another chance to fade Mr. Kinoshita in the future. Hopefully, there's a lot of guys I'd like to keep fading, and uh, we're gonna have to learn yeah, a lot about. One. Hey, our our next uh, show, we're gonna be talking about the UFC France, and we are gonna have you're gonna be hearing some names you've never heard of, and you probably will never hear of again because it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a real wild wild west making we got some zucchini, money this upcoming weekend. We got a zucchini fighting from Italy, my cousin. Hey, um, zucchini Capone. We can't wait for that. So, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> random. I'm going to have to really dig deep in the, the MMA core bag to find some uh, some film on these on these fighters. Or maybe they're not fighters. Maybe they're just, you know, merchants. Merchants of death. I don't know. How about J.J. Aldrich? Absolutely nah. dominating Liang. Nah. <laughs> it's... Time is up for Liang Nah, man. She is not nah on her anytime she bets because I am not. Yeah. She stinks. Let's just go out and say that. I'm sorry. The but Dragon Girl. Come Dra- on. Dragon Girl stinks. And, I mean, yeah. she looked like okay, but she was fighting J.J. Aldrich, who's not that good either. So, um, and I always say, like, I'm sure that if J.J. Aldrich heard this, she'd be like, you're, you're an idiot. I'd be like, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, you're good in comparison to probably regular women me. who fight. And, yeah, and me and just a guy, right? <laughs> but, like, in comparison to some of these other 25 girls I see, it's like, oh, this is a real somewhat low level when you're watching a Blanchfield and, and Talia Santos getting in there later. And it just seems like, like, what would Aaron Blanchfield do to J.J. Aldrich? That's the shit I think about. So it's hard for me to be like, wow, she looked great yeah. against Liang. Nah, but um, <laughs> good win for her. I uh, wish we would have fired that TKO. Yeah, honestly, I wonder what inside the distance or TKO was. I, I feel like sub was probably been higher than TKO, but um, 
Let's see when when she does she has she gotten any uh TKOs? No. She has no finishes in her UFC career, so first finish for Mrs. JJ, don't call me Cole Aldridge. Um yeah, um pretty good uh pretty good win for her. I, did she get fifty K? I feel like she should have just because it was her first finish. No. She did not. Yeah. That, you know, what are you gonna do? How about Sung Woo Choi, Sting going out there, taking care of business against Jarno Aarons. They both dropped each other at certain points in this fight. Uh, as customary in Choi's fights. Yeah, as this fight was entertaining. Choi looked really good, I'd say. He looked better than he has recently, but, I mean, he was fighting Jarno Aarons. So, uh, I mean, yeah. good for him, but uh, it just kind of – this fight started off the night, and I was just like, wow, like, okay, that's that was kind of – I don't want to say boring, but it's always – Tough to watch a decision to start the night. You would like a, I would have liked these fights to be reversed and have J.J. Aldridge start off because I probably would have had a higher opinion of it than I did uh, with it not leading off. So I don't know. The second round was nice. He got dropped and then he fucking like judo tossed Aaron. Yeah. That was cool. But yeah, like I, I kind of agree with you. So Jar- Jar- Jarno Aaron's is um, just a weird fight. Like, he's big for 145, but like I don't really know what he's good at. You know, like I thought he was a wrestler, but he got out wrestled by a French kickboxer. So I thought, okay, maybe he's a striker. And then he got outstruck by Choi, and then he got out wrestled by him too. So I was like, all right, yeah. So like, I don't what really do know you what do? this guy's. Well, yeah. What are you going to do for me? Uh, not, not much. Yep. So uh, good win for him. Uh, fight of the night was Max Holloway. That is UFC Singapore, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Max Holloway and the Korean Zombie both get fifty thousand for fight of the night. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I guess maybe. Uh, sure, why not? I'm sure, right? Uh, Junior <laughs> Taffa gets 50000 uh for his lights out performance. Destruction. Lights out of Parker Porter. And uh, Michael, M- Mikhail Olizaychuk gets $50,000 for his knockout of Chitty and Jukani. But. Was Waldo Cortez robbed? I think yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think Cortez Acosta, for what, the way he sent Brzezinski down, he should have got fifty k, but. Maybe he said because he hit him in the back of the head, we're not going to give him fifty k. Maybe, maybe that's what happened. Yeah, for almost breaking his neck and killing him, uh, I guess they probably decided he, they shouldn't reward that kind of behavior. But uh, how about did you see? I mean, you obviously probably checked in on the uh, Usyk fight and him. Uh, yeah, a lot of argument online. Rather, he that fight that punch was low, and did he fake it and all this stuff? And he's given a full like breakdown at the press conference and everything. It just none of it was good, man. Yeah, and then Dubois after the fight congratulating him, and at the very end of his tweet saying, "But I want a rematch. That was lo- that wasn't low." Yeah, I mean it. It was low. It was. Uh, I mean, people are going to send still shot pictures and post them. That doesn't tell the whole story. I'm sorry. You know, you, you have to show me the video. You can get hit low, and um, like who, who got kicked low, but he also got kicked in the in the ribs. And Joe Rogan was like, oh, "I don't think that's low." Meanwhile, his his heel oh, that's right. connected with his balls, but the the to- his toes connected with his ribs. So you can get hit low and also not get hit low at the same time. You know what I mean? Like the, it can connect to two different parts of your abdomen. And usually, when boxers are given instructions, Jared Anderson, the same night when he fought on ESPN, they the referee before the fight said, "If it's on the belt line, it is considered low." That, that is what the rules are, and that's what every ref is supposed to say. Uh, maybe the ref didn't in this fight. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to much of it. It was on during the day when I was working. Um, but, yeah, I did check in. And, you know, other than that, I thought, Dubois, I thought Usyk looked a little sluggish early and then picked it up and was able to make him quit. Dubois has quit before against Joe Joyce. 
uh, a couple of years ago. He, he's still only 25, which is crazy. I feel like Dubois has kind of been uh, been around for a while. And then he wants a rematch, so that's always fun. Uh, I don't think we need to see a rematch. He got he got doubled up on punches. He got quadrupled up on a jab. So uh, he 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 made a decent account for himself for sure. But um, you know, I don't think we need a rematch or anything. What did you think of the the prince who was promised taking an L this weekend? Nico Ali Walsh. Yeah, uh, he had OnlyFans on his shorts, and he uh, was minus well, two thousand. There you go. And he lost. There, that is <laughs> all I needed to know was that, and I would have faded him. <laughs> so that was brutal. Also on this, uh, on this, um, where was this in Poland? Right, this Usyk Dubois card. Actually, yeah, in the uh, third bout of the main card, right before the co-main, Anthony Yigit, Yigit, I should say. I'm sorry, the Swedish fella who fought Keyshawn Davis, Roland Romero, Ivan Barrett. He lost to a fellow named Dennis Baranchik, uh, who was pretty solid. Uh, I think he's undefeated from you from the Ukraine. Uh, he lost the decision, and then after the fight, he says there's no doctors on site that could stitch up a cut. Well, that so, doesn't sound good. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with the Queensbury promotions, the very um, shady, sketchy Alexander Usyk promoters. Um, well, yeah. I think he's. I think he just signed with a, a Saudi Arabian company. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, and there's like 95 fights on this entire card, which is crazy. Um, and yeah, Anthony Yidget said there's no there's nobody on site. He asked a couple of doctors to help stitch up the cut, and they're like, yeah, we don't know how to. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, I don't know what kind of doctors they were. Maybe uh, Doctor Johnny Sins. Maybe, and I don't know if I don't know if that's even customary if they do that in the back, or I don't I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I, I'm not. I don't know anything about that. But it seems weird that you wouldn't have somebody that could at least be like, hey, let me patch this up for you a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, by you the know, way, a Ukrainian and a Brit fighting in Poland, you know, yeah, weird things are gonna happen. Uh, you did say that before. You're like, I don't know why these guys are fighting in Poland, but yeah, that's happening. Uh, how about I, oh, you did mention a, a low strike that you thought that people were saying. I think you're talking about the Jake Matthews fight. When he yes. hit that dude, Darius Flowers. Because I was looked it yeah, up while you Joe were talking. Rogan's I was like, like, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's, he, that, that wasn't loud. I'm like, dude. And you see the kick literally land like on his sack. Right on upwards. his cuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Joe. Maybe uh, lay off the fucking proper 12. Yeah, whoever's drinking that, God bless. But uh, that, was that a, is that all we missed pretty much? I mean, we got Contender Series tomorrow. Can't uh, wait for that. Um, uh, anything I should be uh, gambling on, or do we do anything we like here? I don't really know that's much. That's a good about question, actually. Well, Matteo Vogel is going to be on this card. He fought, he fought Blackshear to a decision, and he beat Darren Field a couple years ago. Uh, he's, I think, he's a sub guy. I'm going to see if he's the favorite. He's fighting Timothy Kuamba. Uh, is there lines? He is, is the favorite. favorite. Okay, I like him there. I'm trying to maybe see about Mitch Ramirez. He's pretty solid. He's undefeated. He's fighting a guy who's sixteen and six. So I'm like, he's yeah. the underdog here, Mitch, Mr. Mitch's. Yes. Okay. Um, the fight stalker. I, yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm trying to remember where he's where I remember him f- from, but uh, I could have him confused with somebody else. Uh, Val Woodburn was supposed to be on this card. Your boy. He was supposed to fight Marco Tulio Silva. Now it's gonna be Yusri Belgaru. Belgarui, babyface assassin. That's a he's a big boy. Jeez. Um, he, I think, has a, I think he has a kickboxing win over Alex Pereira, the guy that's now fight, that that's taking Val Woodburn's spot in in K wherever they fought. He is oh, the wow. favorite. Did you see that yeah. uh, Carlos Preitas has a uh, win over Charles Oliveira, but not that Charles? <laughs> 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 All right, 
All right, Charles mm-hmm. Cipriano Oliveira. Yeah, it look like the other, you know, the other one, but doesn't guess, have exactly uh, that same resume as the other guy. But I mean, he's got the same. He beat Charles Oliveira, nonetheless. You know, can't yeah. take that back. Can't take that from him. But uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some tape study tonight. Today, tonight, um, of this card, and then get back to you. How about that? How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, there's a lot of the thing is that that's why we don't give contender series picks out because I am not going to hold against you record against guys who you can only find fights of, of record, from recorded on iPhone sixes, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, that it looks like he's got pretty good uh, boxing, and then you see him on, on these uh, 1080p cameras, and you're like, wow, boy, uh, this guy does <laughs> uh, like he, like your your boy last week. Uh, what was the name? Robbie what? Robbie Ring. Robbie Ring, baby. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw his, heard his mom, come on, Robbie, kick him. I was like, yeah, he's losing this fucking fight. Yeah. Ain't no shot. This guy knows what he's doing. And yeah, that's what happened. They wound up uh, the main out. event. The main event should be good. Dylan Salvador. He is a, I believe, a French kickboxer. He's he has a, his only loss was to Ali Zebian, who's pretty good, who beat or has a loss. I'm saying to Mister Vyacheslav Borshev. So solid. It looks like they're getting solid main events. I think the other guy that's in the main event. Um, I forget his name. Balaji Oki. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He is. Um, I think Holy he's from shit. Belgium. Yeah, he looks like uh, he's, a murderer. He's a, he's a pretty yoked fellow. He lost his debut, but ever since then he's been on a a tear, uh, fighting pretty. I think weak, but d- better ish competition. I think he's beaten an undefeated fellow recently. So. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, he did lose to Sebastian the Frankel. Other than that, he's yeah, my cuz. Um, but yeah, so it should be a pretty good, honestly, a pretty decent card. I have the night off, I'm drafting, and then I got contenders. I'm, I like contenders here. I don't love how they signed everybody. I think last week they only signed two or three, which is we, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll take that. You know. Also, I really wish that developmental deals were like a thing. Like if you sign somebody, they can still fight in um, whatever the fuck FC. You know, like I wish that was kind of a thing, but I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But anyway, I think I might be parlaying Mr. Mateo Vogel and Mr. Mitch Ramirez, but I'm also not sure. Uh, Mitch Ramirez is a big underdog. Maybe there's a reason. Also, actually, here's just not to ramble. Uh, I'm in this Discord full of a bunch of uh, degenerates that bet, and this one guy says every week I'm just going to put money on every single underdog, and honestly, it works. He profits every week, so. That is something to keep an eye on because last week I think the favorite was the biggest underdog. Uh, the fate, I'm sorry, the main event was the biggest underdog, and he was like plus four hundred, and he won. So you know you're going to get a couple of ones that hit and a couple of ones that don't, but as long as you hit two or three underdogs, I think you're probably going to make money. So you know if you have a couple uh, a couple units or half units to throw in this card, might be something to try. See, we're sitting here like trying to figure this out, and could you imagine how these poor people in Vegas are, are thinking? They're like, "God damn! Like, I have no idea. Like, how are you supposed to know what Mitch Ramirez is going to do on on Tuesday night? You know? You don't. How's you he going to feel? Gotta... Like, you know, you, there's not much you can base it off of. And same thing with yeah. Thomas Peterson. <laughs> yeah, not to be confused. Hey, Thomas Peterson, that's that uh, Eagles fan that was insufferable. Remember him? Thomas oh Mark yeah, Peterson? yeah, yeah. He's still um... out there. I blocked him. I think. <laughs> um. Yeah, so for the for this kind of card, you gotta gotta you gotta you kind of got to bet with like the vibes, like who trains with their mom and dad. Him, I'm betting against them. You shit like that, you know. And he was the favorite. I like that's a, how did Vegas see that and go? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, guys. We yeah. should probably also, Robbie Ring name yeah. test. That's about a D. You know, I hate to I hate to bring the name test into the UFC, but sometimes it might be uh, warranted. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's all we got here from the shoulder strikes. I think that is all we got. MMA podcast. Yeah, I don't. I have. I've gave everything I got. 
We have a full episode coming up this weekend. We have a bunch of fights, so we don't know how good the event itself is going to be, but we have a UFC coming from Paris. Cyril Gunn, Sergey Spivak. I'm actually excited about that main event. Not so much the uh, rest of the card. There's probably three good fights. Other than that, it's kind of just names. Yeah, we have some boxing. Not much, but a rematch. Liam Smith, Chris Eubank Jr. That should uh, Chris be Eubank Jr. Chris Eubank Jr. got fucking shelled the first time in the fourth round. And he said, you know what? I want a rematch. And he said, uh, Joe, Liam Smith said, sure, why not? I can't beat Canelo, so I might as well beat you. Exactly. And I would do the same <clears> thing <throat> if I were him. Why not? Got yeah, why lose. not? You really. got a Bosher Rock getting in there this weekend, too. But, uh, that should be good. I think Clayton, right? Uh, against Clayton. <laughs> that, Clayton. That should be a great Ooh. fight. It really should be. That would be a good one. We'll have the under. Just a, just a hint. How about that? Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney. Ty Capone, coming to you live from the Hurricane Shelter. Everybody stay safe out there. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please listen to your local authorities.